everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. How are ya? Happy December. There are so many good films coming out. I hope you get to catch them. I'm, I'm starting to get the screeners, so I'm hoping to dive in into that when I have a little time. <laughs> I don't know when that will be. No, um, probably two weeks. Two weeks when we go on a little little hiatus for the uh, for the the holiday season. So hopefully I'm going to dive into those. What I've been watching this week, uh, the only thing I've dived deep into is Wednesday on Netflix. And that is about Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family uh, production design by Mark Scruton and then decorated by Laurentu Zaranua. Butchered that. Sorry. Rob Hepburn and David Morrison. It was, uh, I had to look it up because I couldn't, I thought it was in Canada, but it was all filmed in Romania, which is really beautiful. Little, There's a lot of woods going on, but um, I'm really liking it. It's a Tim Burton film. It has, or film series. It has that Tim Burton feel. Um, in fact, my husband walked into the room and he's like, is this Danny Elfman? I was like, yes, it is because it's Tim Burton. Um, but it's, so whimsical and I think I I forgot to look up the DP but really lit well and um so many details and design just like a you know like a Edward Scissorhand and I just think it's very well done I I'm kind of zooming through it I think I'm on episode eight or nine out of ten and uh, my only critique is she's away at this school and I think I've only seen her in one class. So I don't know what kind of schooling is going on besides her solving mysteries. But that actress is superb. The costumes are amazing. So um, I would definitely recommend Wednesday on Netflix. Other than that, I have been way too busy. I don't even know, <laughs> once again, how I'm getting this all together. But I have been receiving many emails um, from listeners like you telling me who their favorite guest was, um, any advice that they really appreciated, um, any segments um, that they're enjoying. So thank you so much for reaching out because we have the 100th episode coming up in two weeks. 
and I just wanted to celebrate um, fan favorites and, and hearing from you has just been very touching. Um, you can email me at kimwanup at decoratingpagespodcast.com. You can DM me on Instagram, um, Twitter, TikTok, uh, anything you want to do. I'm starting to, I'm trying to do little TikToks, but the problem is I'm working on a show that I can't show till it comes out. So I feel like I'm gathering a lot of For All Mankind stuff, a lot of good behind the scenes, but I can't show any of it for a couple months, probably six months or something. I don't know. So my TikTok will get better and my reels will get better. (laughs) So look forward to that coming up. Um, on the 200th episode now. <laughs> oh my God. I have no idea how long it would take me to get to 200 episodes. Um, but I am thankful to everyone, um, you know, listening and who has been a part of the first 100. So we'll get into that um, in two weeks. On this episode, I wanted to talk about how do set decorators create the character in the details of dressing. And I wanted to give you a little insight of getting into the character's mind and decorating for their sets. What favorite recipe could be hanging on their fridge? What's on their bedside table? What paperweight is in their office? These are all questions that can be answered in set dressing. And decorating a character is definitely one of my favorite things to do, and it could take up a lot of your prep time. There's quite a difference between decorating for a main character or a character that's just in the episode and, as I've learned, decorating for a character that happens to be a real person. So there's different levels of how you're going to be able to achieve this in your your smalls and your artwork. Um, So each character has such different taste and style and um, different shapes of rooms. And once you get all that furniture in there, then, you know, what's next? So one of the things that I thought I could do here is kind of try to go room by room of a house and how I would try to put in the person's character and the person's details. And... I thought I'd go through it as um, impeachment because that um, you can relate to in knowing people's backstories maybe if you know Linda Tripp or Monica Lewinsky or Bill Clinton, (laughs) you would know um, things that I'm talking about. So I'm trying to relay this visually because you can, because you're not seeing this because I, you know, I'm not going to do a TikTok right now. Um, but let's just say you're walking into Monica Lewinsky's house and apartment. There's always an entry table. Most of us have an entry table when you walk in and what's on there? Usually a little dish, a little place to put your mail. Your dish holds your keys, your sunglasses, maybe a couple coupons that you clip that you don't want to forget when you leave or a post-it note, things like that of, um, Realism. You're trying to always convey realism. And I can't tell you how many times I even come home and look what's on my desk that I haven't put in the characters or look what's in my entry table that um, I could pull from to put on there. I like to do 
an entry dish of um like say um I, she was from Los Angeles so her entry dish was like a little Los Angeles dish and then you know you throw some keys and mail and sunglasses on uh, in fact I have my swing guys keep a kit in the truck just of these elements like I'll have a buyer go out in the beginning of the season buy like 20 pairs of just go to the dollar store 20 pairs of sunglasses bunch of keys uh, everybody give me your junk mail and envelopes and things like that that we can use um, it's things like that um, I've done Amazon packages um, when it's appropriate and and I guess to it's also it, there could be an entry lamp there could be a welcome mat that's always a big thing a worn-in entry mat is always a, a good thing to have an umbrella stand do they live in a climate that has a lot of rain do they need a boot pan where they you know like a mudroom type thing where you put your boots and your shoes because it's raining all the time so little things like that that give clues of their environment when they walk in the door um, so then we, let's move into the living room. So let's do Linda Tripp's living room. There were magazines and ashtrays because she was a smoker. There was, um, little, uh, TV tables where she could eat. Are they having a drink or a snack? Are there remnants of, you know, some potato chips here and there? Are they messy character? Uh, are they sitting doing a crossword puzzle and that's halfway done, um, you know, sitting on the sofa? The remotes to the TV is always good. Have a dish um, on the coffee table with that in it. And uh, throw blankets. Maybe people bring their mail over to the coffee table to open it. Um, living room. I mean, the smalls also on the shelves and um, around they're going to give you clues to what type of person is this are they meticulous are they very organized do they have a lot of books are they a reader are they sloppy do they only have like six books and a bunch of you know newspapers hanging around um i must say technology in the last 15 years has really downsized a lot of dressing there's not as much paperwork around um record players and you know things like that they've all first were condensed to ipods and now we don't even have those so it's condensed a lot which is peer when you do period things you're like oh cool look i get to use a cd player and look we have a you know in, in um oh gosh what was her name um just tons and tons of cds on the shelves um that was always helpful, but now you don't kind of have that. But if you're doing period, you do. So things like that are, convey that they are music people, convey that they are travelers. Maybe they have snow globe collection and you could kind of coordinate pictures of where they are or, or have gone with the snow globe. I recently did that on a set. It worked out perfectly to show that they traveled. So... These little smalls, I mean, again, I said the ashtray, or are they a weed smoker? Or do you want to, like, just put that in there? Um, you can throw little things in if you have been given a background of a person, or if you're assuming that this was this character would have. Um, there's been plenty of times where I put things in, and, you know, um, 
like the director or, or would walk in and say, I don't think they would have that. And that's fine. They don't think they would have that. And to be honest, they're in a lot more meetings than I am. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't have it. But when you're doing a character that was a real person and you've done the homework and you've done the research and you would say, no, Linda Tripp would, wouldn't have glass ashtrays. She would have, you know, regular like homey ones, like that type of thing where you can defend your decisions. It's always good to try to have a, a reason for why you're putting things on the set. So let's move over to a kitchen. A kitchen, uh, let's do Linda Tripp, because that was a great kitchen. Um, she, you know, she had a very colonial style. She was, she was a mother of two teenagers. There was a lot of junk food in the house with the teenagers. Um, you can always keep food um, on the counter whether it's cereal boxes, if you can get them cleared, or if they're in cereal and containers, breads, fruits, vegetables, things like that, like it's a working kitchen. It also can convey that it's not a working kitchen where you have like brown bananas. I've had people, you know, hold bananas for a couple days before we get them on set so that, you know, they'll look brown and, and disgusting and fruit flies around. I mean, there's sometimes where you want things not to look good. Maybe there's only one apple left in the bowl type thing. Not everything has to be perfect. It has to look lived in. If you're going to buy a loaf of bread to put on the counter next to the toaster, take half the loaf out and go feed it to the birds or something. So the dish detergent at the sink, pour half of it out, pour a quarter of it out. I know it's a waste, but you want things to look lived in. Um, take, I, I'm a stickler for, um, scrubs and, and, um, dish towels and everything that look brand new. Like I dirty them up a little or don't give them such a crease. Just make them look used is, is really your goal. So window plants for people who can, you know, get away with that. If you have a window box or something, the window plants growing herbs, that's always a good thing. Um, spices, have spices out, salt and pepper on the tables. Your salt and pepper shakers can really convey a character. I'm always in for that. I think, Linda, we had um, these red glass shakers that were a part of a glass, um, a really heavy glass company that um, we got for her. They're beautiful. Um, but sometimes you use like a little chicken or a chicken and the egg or like, you know, have fun with your salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> um, I'm big on things on the fridge as most people are uh, because it breaks up the fridge um, of that big either silver or white or black or whatever your fridge is. But menus, takeout menus, um, I've mentioned before even, I think just recently on Instagram, I did um, Michael's uh, 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 Earth apartment on the last episode of The Good Place we had Tom's Bistro menus that was a throwback to Parks and Rec um, any get your graphics person to make you menus of local places that have like you know local cuisine local numbers that they can get away with things like that um, you, you know everybody's got Chinese takeout and pizza I think I hate when there's like flyers of 
like they just look fake i hate to do it and sometimes when you have like the person has kids and there's kids in there yeah that yeah you do put up a flyer or a bake sale or whatnot but they always kind of look fake to me and i'd rather put up a kid's drawing um that either i do or someone in the office does um just to it just looks more real and pictures and uh, recipes like i said recipes are always good a little recipe card above the stove or something like that that's been splattered that's always um a nice little detail and what would your character eat you know what are they baking cookies are they baking bread is it sauce so that's i think an always fun little detail too bathrooms let's do we didn't go in here well we went into her um monica let's do monica Lewinsky's bathroom so Monica was uh, apparently a little messy, as as most 20-year-olds are. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and so she had a lot of toiletries on the countertop, hairspray and brushes and brettes and um, makeup and eye makeup remover and cotton balls. And these are cotton balls and swabs and um, Q-tips and everything you could put in containers and then throw a couple around as if like, oh, I dropped one. I didn't pick it up yet. Um, makeup doesn't always have to be just like at a vanity in the, in the bedroom. Keep it in the bathroom also just, you know, just to give some realism like, oh, I do my eyeliner, you know, and here it's better lighting type thing hang a hair dryer, um, you know, I'll get to dressing drawers, but you can also double play things out and about. Now, if it was nice and proper and clean, you would have a lot of these things in the drawers and there might just be like a nice candle um, and uh, nice towels for guests. But if you want to convey that these people, it's a working bathroom, you leave shit out. I leave shit out. It's my bathroom. I clean up after myself, but my, sh- my, my everyday shit it's kind of like out. My eye makeup remover, my lotion, um, my eye cream, <laughs> you know, things like that. So that's realism. So that's what you're trying to convey there. What kind of toothpaste are they using? Their toothbrush and, you know, do they have a special hair drying towel like Monica did or, you know, the color of her towels convey her personality and the, the um, shower curtain. So all of these little things you're trying to pull from of the personality, you're constantly thinking, what would Monica have? Or what do I have a photo of research of what this might have looked at? Like, um, so there you like bathrooms. And don't forget bathrooms, like you're, unfortunately, we do a lot of bathroom rugs and they get pulled up right away and you never see them. It's a bummer. (laughs) I would say that's always kind of such a waste. But, um going into the bedroom so bedroom if we have a Linda Tripp's bedroom what's on her bedstand what kind of person is she she she's taking off her watch every night probably leaving it there she has her glasses she might have a book if she's um what she's reading next or magazines I like for females to always give them a couple like uh, nail files, lotion, nail nail polish remover. I'm big on some cotton balls just to scatter that around. I always have a brett next to me. I always have a rubber band. Um, things that 
would go for any character at this point. Phone chargers. Everybody's got phone chargers now. Um, if you have specifics, maybe there's a rosary. Um, for men, I like to do a little tray that they would put their wallet and their watch on or their earbuds. And um, slippers next to the bed, a robe, could be in the bathroom or here. What kind of robe would they have? Is it all tattered up? Are you getting it at Goodwill? Are you buying a new one? It's those type of things help give the set a little life um, besides the bed and uh, the tables and the lamps. So I want to get a little bit into dressing drawers and closets here. I would vote that if you don't have to do it, don't. Uh, if there's a scene where they're going into the drawer, you have to dress it. There is always a possibility they're going to go into the drawers if they're in the bedroom just as a scene or an action. Try to get a heads up on that. How many drawers are they going to go into? You don't want to waste your budgeted money dressing all these drawers if you don't have to. One of the things of an almost underlined rule is all the drawers on a Ryan Murphy show should be dressed. Um, so you try to do that. And understandably, no one's going in the bottom one, but maybe we dress these two up top. So I my vote is to go to Goodwill or any sort of thrift store and try to get the character clothes out of there. Renting clothes from like Universal or any of the wardrobe shops in town is kind of more manpower and effort than it needs to be. And if you can just do it out of goodwill, or like I've done for Monica Lewinsky's closet, I got rid of a ton of clothes in my own closet and then just dressed the drawers and dressed like, and I literally at the end of the season was like, oh, look at all the, hey, that's not, and I was like, oh my God, that's mine. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no wonder I like that shirt hanging there. It's mine. Um, I didn't want it back. I didn't, I, these were clothes I was going to give to good, Goodwill anyway. So I was like, I might as well just dress them into the closet. So there's a nice little purge for you if you got a character uh, that has almost the same style. So, you know, dressing drawers isn't essential, but it does give character when needed. Because if you can think about it now, rather than, hey, they're shooting in 10 minutes and they're going to go in that kitchen drawer. Well, you're screwed because unless you got some extra dish towels and then they say, oh, we want it to be a drunk, uh, drunk, uh, a junk drawer, you know what that, that is, that's menus and chopsticks and, uh, rubber bands and tools and a flashlight and like a ton of things that you might not have in that five minutes. So if you can get ahead of that, try to do it if there's possibility of people going into drawers. Same thing with desk drawers. And I think um, the picture that I have um, that I sent out in the email for this is I, in the Oval Office set of impeachment, I dressed all of the uh, drawers of the, of the desk and the Resolute. And so I found uh, oddly enough, Hillary Clinton had posted on her Instagram the letter that Herbert Bush left for Bill Clinton. I think that was it. 
And so I scanned it and printed it out and put it on like nice paper and the presidential letterhead, or I tried, and then put it into the desk, the, the first drawer of the Resolute. I have no idea if um, the actors ever saw it. And I just know that for me, that's a wonderful detail that I was able to provide to the actors and, and anyone looking in that desk that I had gone to that level. And I know that there's so many other decorators. Um, I think a lot of um, Lydia Marks talking about the kitchen and Fosse Verdon of um, how the spices were exactly what the woman used to put into her tomato sauce. And I believe she had like the recipe of the, of the sauce like somewhere in the kitchen. Um, so when, you, when you're doing people like real people and you can find real things from their lives, that's always great. I know that working on impeachment and getting to speak with Monica Lewinsky and talk to her about her apartment we had the exact bookends that she had at that time of her life um there were other pieces that she really resonated with she had given us pictures of her apartment at the time that we couldn't exactly replicate but we wanted to use some of the same elements and the doorway with the round table and the mirror and the and everything was almost exactly what she had in her apartment so you're always trying to lend to uh, the, the, the research or the background that hopefully a writer has given you on like a key character. You're always trying to like pull from those things and what elements can I bring into this set that give clues of this person's history or um, personality. All right. So desks, well, I just went over the Resolute desk, but desk smalls, I mean, I can't even count how many desks I've done in my career, but you always have a desk lamp, obviously, and that either has to go with the style of the room or the personality, um, and then also what the DP can light with, <laughs> apparently. Um, there's also a choice you have to make, like, is it like a home uh, like a at home style type desk setup where you're using a mug for your pens and you've got like maybe a book and another book as something holding up your mail or something is it like that or do you have a proper desk set um what else what else on the desk is conveying what this person needs for working like, do they have any tools? Are they an engineer? Are they an architect? And they would have, you know, more pencils than this or things, um, elements that they would use in their work. Not just an inbox, but, you know, do they get mail at their desk? Do they get just paperwork? Is, is the paperwork from, you know, the company or that? That's also, I'm going to get into graphics, but... Do they have a multi-line phone? Is it a single phone? Do they have a computer or a laptop? Um, what little knickknacks have they brought back from their travels around the world uh, that you can use? The paperweight they got at Mount Rushmore or, you know, things like that. You're trying just to give little details. A lot of times you're not trying to draw attention to these things, but you just want them there so that 
the viewer, if they clue in on it, can try to connect some dots. Or even the actor, when they see it, you know, it, it helps them get into a character. You're, you're trying just to give layers and layers of this character in every set and every surface. Um, I usually, if we're doing a bullpen, I will usually ask my set dressers to sit down at a desk and um, make this guy a left-handed person. And that, you know, switches things up. The mouse pad's on the left side. And then give me, you know, a bunch of post-its. This guy's like super messy. So I want like a chaotic amount of post-its all around, all around, on his phone, on his monitor, um, you know, on his blotter, things like that. I'm big on blotters too, because I think it breaks up the desk a lot. I mean, I know a lot of people are, but I'm big on blotters, <laughs> notes and blotters. So the other thing too is by having different people sit down at a desk and work at it, dressing it, the handwriting is different. And just the way somebody sets up a desk is different. It's going to be different. So that's uh, something that I always ask of, of my set dressing crew. Artwork. In general, artwork is really hard to describe if I'm going to tell you. Like, well, not hard, but, you know, you're not going to give every woman flowers or sunsets or something. You know what I mean? It's very specific to the character and to the scene and to their home style or their office style. Framing is super important of um, whether you want to make it look proper and um, very stylized or you want it to look retro type of framing and frames, so many frames of just, you know, picture of his wife behind him at his desk or a picture of his kids on the mantle. There's so many opportunities of, of pictures in frames that a lot of them are going to be inserts, so you better pick a good frame. Um, I had my fantastic buyers on impeachment and even on um, For All Mankind went out and looked for dated period looking picture frames for people's offices and desks and um, I'm always thankful because it's right. You don't, the frames you go and buy right now they're not the same that were used, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. They're not the same. So getting um, period style frames is also really helpful in, in conveying um, the story. I also think that your wall colors and everything really help determine your artwork. So that's why I'm saying it's hard to tell you how to pick this because there's so many other factors that you have to think about before selecting artwork. So uh, I would say that. Um, paperwork is a different thing. Paperwork, I ask for ND paperwork specific to each desk when we're working. Uh, like say you're working at NASA, this is a big, obviously we knew this, but you're working at NASA, you want NASA paperwork. You want generalized things in the background that are convey NASA. So you want um, headers and you want your graphics person to be able to give you, uh, depending on how many desks on the scene, a, like a bunch 
of ND paperwork that you can put up on bulletin boards, you can put up in their cubicles, you can put in their inboxes, just so they all look like it's all coming from the New York Times. Um, so you want, you want that thread in your paperwork. Again, I always ask for menus from the graphics person um, to make those up for me. And there's got to be, there's usually some reference in a scene to some sort of paperwork here and there. So if they're doing that and then you ask for just more ND stuff on top, like newspapers, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. That's graphics and that's props and that's like a big deal. But just like background papers, background mail or something that you would ask for, they should be able to help you out with that. Hopefully if, you know, time and budget allows. But paperwork in an office is, uh, you know, it helps in your dressing. It helps you know that what I'm putting on this desk isn't um, child porn like that. Bangelina thing going on right now, right? I, I'm probably not even saying that right. I just think it's completely ridiculous. So, um, suing the set designer, set decorator, because they have paperwork on a photo shoot is uh, crazy to me, but I, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, one of the biggest things that can help you conveying, you know, usefulness and realism is aging things. I talked a little bit before about aging your sponges and your dish towels. Aging elements is so important. Even if it's a toolbox, if it's, you know, sitting in the garage, if it's the, you know, anything, the handles on the doors uh, of the room, or you want your hairdryer to look a little aged, or your lights, you know, to look a little dusted, your mouse pad needs to look a little worn. There's so many ways to basically take some sandpaper and age things or paint or Hudson sprayer, but aging things down gives it life, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it helps because that's real. Things get dirty, things get worn, um, and that's gonna help pop your set with realism. I think, I think that's it. <laughs> There's a million other things, but I just thought if I tried to like walk you through a set and, and try to give you little details of what I do, and I'm, I'm obviously not sharing everything because I can't think of everything, but you know, the problem is like in two days, I'll think of like 10 more things and then I'm like, oh shit, I forgot that. But I think these are pretty good essentials of just what we're doing as set decorators and what we're thinking about. Um you know, ashtrays and lighters and TV trays and things like that. It's <laughs> so many little details that you can get into and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to like deep dive into these characters and give, give them life. It's, it's really an exciting part of the process for myself and I know a lot of other set decorators too. So yeah, um, so uh, next week... I'm unsure, I'm unsure of next week's episode. It might be holiday uh, films and decorated films, or I might have a guest. So I'm not sure yet because I can't put anything down because it's so short notice and it's the holidays and I don't want to say. 
Um, but in two weeks, it is the 100th episode. So again, if you want to reach out, I would love to hear from you. I'm at Kim Wanup at DecoratingPagesPodcast.com, Instagram, Decorating Pages, so, um, and Facebook, and Twitter, and TikTok, and all that jazz. Um, so I would love to hear from you if you had a favorite guest. So far, one guest is really kind of running away with it. So if you have a favorite guest, you might want to just let me know. Get the votes up <laughs> of others. Or that same person. I don't know. But I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wanup for Decorating Pages. With the holidays coming up, the perfect gift for anyone who likes to relax in luxury is the Stogie Floaty Luxury Pool Float, available on Etsy and stogiefloaty.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.